0: What's up, everybody? It's your host, Jacob Ham, along with my co-host,
1: Dakota Major, a.k.a. Strongest Catfish.
0: We are very excited about today's episode. This is our very first eggnog special. Our good friend, Neil, convinced us that we had to do an eggnog and bourbon special. I do not know what his obsession is with eggnog and bourbon, but, Neil, this episode is for you. Our guest today is Dakota's brother, Daniel, one of the strongest people I know, one of the strong twin duo, Daniel, tell us about yourself, brother.
2: Well, of course, I am Dakota's uh, brother. Uh, I'm the I'm prettier the one, though. One. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm the better looking one. Uh, I would agree. So, really. for it my, really don't matter because you're married. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking, ladies. I'm sorry. But uh, what I do for a living is kind of weird. Uh, So, I work in the oil and gas refineries, and I go inside reactors. Kind of look like corn silos, but. There's power fork material in them. I go in there, I take the material out, and I put new material in. Uh, that's a good living. Uh, but also, we're going to get into my competition that I just competed in. I did Mississippi Strongest. I placed first in the novice uh, middleweight. Uh, Which is 231? 231. 231 and under. Well, 231.4 and under.
0: Mm-hmm. That point four makes uh, a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Does. It really it does.
2: does. And I was the
1: hype man the whole time. He was competing, and I was—I'm probably one of the world's best hype men that I come to find out after that competition. Because you know what he did—he won first place. If he didn't say that enough well, already. But he
2: cannot—he cannot take videos. I have, I'm looking for a cameraman. If you're interested, let me know.
1: No, it, it was a lot of pictures of butts and feet, and I'm not even into that.
0: <laughs> men's butt and feet. Yes, it's yeah. Really, it was it was mainly men's butt. I had and to feet. go through
2: my camera and delete all of that. Yeah.
1: I, I had it hanging off my
0: neck. Well, Daniel, you told us you won first place, man. Um, tell us about the events. I know. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel and I are competing against one another in April at the Red Brick Rumble, and I'm going to absolutely eviscerate <laughs> him. <laughs> so, he is second and third place are wide open for anybody who wants it. The first place is secured by yours truly. Daniel, tell us about the events, brother.
2: Oh, so I, I miss it. Be strongest. Oh. My my favorite event, honestly, was probably the uh, farmer's carries, which I had one of the fastest times out of everybody. Uh, I pretty much placed first in everything but the yoke to sandbag carry and the deadlift. I did a lot better on the deadlift than I was expecting uh, because in training when I did 385, I only had got it for five, but I actually got it for nine in the competition. I don't know – really don't know why my time was so slow on the – uh. because you saw yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the on the uh yoke carry the sandbag. I, I think my pick was a little slow on the sandbag and on the yoke itself. Uh, the truck pull I did way better than I was expecting. I got first in that, uh, and that was the one he was most nervous about the whole time. Yeah, I was I was complete because you really that one's hard to train for. you can really you can do sleds in the gym, but again with my job I'm always going from the house, so I have to pick certain gyms. In some places like Dumas, Texas, there is not a gym nowhere around there there might have been a planet fitness but i, I just i can't i, I mean can't even
1: around here we don't have any gyms that you know evolve around Scrumer. they don't really cater to us no i mean we have we have to drive you know hour two hour just to go to one
2: but well, i mean luckily we're in a gym to where he lets us store our equipment in there. yes he does we appreciate that too. Yeah, we do we do really appreciate that let's hear more about these events keep on going yeah right, and,
0: okay. and tell us a little more about this. all right so i want to ask about the truck so I have never done a truck pull. That is something that I would like to do.
2: What what size vehicle are you pulling in this competition? Uh, it was just uh think of a U-Haul box truck. Pensky, Pensky. I'm sorry, Pensky box truck. It really with the uh with the truck pull, you really want to get as low as especially if you don't have a lead rope, you want to get as low as possible to the ground. I could have I probably could have went sub 20s if I would have stayed lower. I'm still working on my, my – so I'm very tight in my hips, and I'm trying to work, work that out where I'd be more flexible in the you gotta hips. got
1: to do more kegels, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, really, the truck pull is, is amazing. That's probably one of my fa- – it's my most nervous events when I do them, but it's probably my favorite events because you really, really determine who's the strongest by saying you can pull the truck the fastest. Well, and it's not just that. It's a show. Like, yeah. That's quintessential
0: strong, man. Dude, that's the kind of stuff you want to see. That's the reason I want to do it is just – Pull a truck or a tractor that looks cool. Whether or not I pull trucks, you know, as far as you know, everybody's had a beer or two with a friend and pulled a truck or, you know, an F-250 or something. Or you've been out there in the barn and you pushed on the tractor when it was in neutral. But there's a big difference between I know I can do it and how fast can I pull it in front of this crowd of cheering yeah. people? Because it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the cool factor of it. So I, I'm, I'm envious of you for that. Uh, Give us a rundown. So what I'd like for our listeners, give us a list from event one to the very last event of what the event was, as well as what the weights were. So they kind of got an idea of what the the top was all about.
2: So the farmer carries, uh, I want to say they actually dropped the weights down per hand on that one. I think it was 185 because it felt really light. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 185 per hand on that, which we thought we were going into it at 200. I wish it would have stayed 200, Uh, but I got first in that. I'm not going to be able to tell you what my times were because I really don't remember. It's all right. But uh, you can
1: go in Iron Podium and
2: check them out though. Yeah. So I got first in that event, fastest time on that. And I think I actually I got the fastest time out of everybody in the competition on that one. Uh, then we went into uh, stone press, and our heaviest stone was 125, which is not really that heavy. But the way the the rock was shaped, it was pretty awkward to 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 push overhead, but. I got, they counted me for seven reps, but I actually did eight, but I just have a problem with, you know, hearing people that that basically when you get up, you're supposed to lock it out and they tell you to bring it down. Well, I pretty much just brought it down when I felt the need to bring it down. I wasn't listening for the lockout. Uh,
0: And ladies and gentlemen, I want to clarify. So what you see in a lot of strongman events are the Atlas stones, which are these perfectly round um, apparatuses that are set weights and they're evenly distributed. This was a natural stone. Natural stones are just like what you would find out on the side of the road or on a mountain. In your Nat- yard. In your yard, yeah. And natural stones, uh, especially of any
2: weight. What was the weight on this one? That, mine was only 125. for
0: a but, but a 125 natural stone, what you have to realize is that the weight is not distributed evenly. One side may weigh 30 pounds and the rest of the weight be yeah, on the other exactly. side. I'm- the shape is awkward you're dealing with a with a rock picking this up is a feat in and of itself yeah. and the act of getting it to your chest and pressing it overhead even at something as low as in the 120s or 130s the fact that it isn't the weight so much it is, as it is the awkward factor yeah. and the uneven distribution of weight i think that's a very impressive feat um yeah. and i i think that's something our listeners need to understand the mm-hmm. difference that, This isn't some perfect apparatus. This is difficult. This is real life. It's really
2: something you can't train for, you know, because you don't know what that rock's going to look like the day of the competition. But I've always, I I figured for best for me is when I, as soon as I get there, I look, we're doing a a natural stone lift or whatever. I go and look for it and uh, I'm going to go ahead and press it to the chest, see how it feels. I've always figured out that you want to put most of the weight on your dominant hand and, Really, that's where I go from right there, and just find where your grips are at or whatever. <laughs> you you want to say something, Dakota?
1: I can't say that on the podcast. Okay.
2: Uh, I, I I was
1: told this about, is a PG
2: thirteen so, podcast. Yeah, I'm so trying we'll, to stay PG
1: thirteen. We'll, we'll cut that out.
2: But uh, so from natural stones, we went into the uh, truck pool, which I was pretty impressed. I got twenty one, uh, twenty one straight uh, seconds. Uh, could have been better. I should have went sub twenty. But, again, I couldn't really get down in the depth. I should have got down into a bear crawl position, but I didn't really know if we could or not. But turns out we could have. And then uh, from there we went to the yoke. Again, I, w- I, I did. I thought I had a pretty quick time at the yoke, but I came third. And that's the lowest that I came that day was third in that. And then we went into the deadlifts. Again, there was one guy, he got 12 reps, a hand for him. And uh, doing that, getting 12 reps in one minute, even though it was a pretty light weight, Pretty impressive. Well, he was breathing through his butt.
0: <laughs> you always breathe through your. I always. always breathe through your butt,
2: but uh, that's pretty much all the events I came. Again, my lowest placing was third. Second lowest was second, and the rest of them I got first in. Uh, should have got
1: first in all of them.
2: Yeah, I should have, but I am in the opens now, so I got actually actually got to lift real weights now.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, he, well,
0: has to, he has to be like me and lift real. Well, you know, I'm trying to get both of you to r- lifting real <laughs> weights, and you just won't <laughs> seem to want to catch up. And, and you know, for our listeners, I would like to clarify, too, that, you know, we were talking about the competition, and as far as you caught third in one event first in the rest, you know, most people that win these events don't take first in every event, or even the majority, really, it's just placing in the top Three, three or each four. Event. Yeah, three or four and being consistently near the top. So to place first in all but one event really is winning across the board by I mean, a long shot. And that's really unheard of. Most how people many,
2: don't get how that. How many points
1: was it? By, it was about six
2: I, I want to say it was six or eight points I won. Which in strongman logic, that is a lot. That is a lot. I mean, you got one person you can look at, look at Hooper. He uh he really – I mean, lately he's been getting first in a lot of his events. When he first started off, he was placing second and third. Like in the in uh, the Arnold Classic, he was placing second or third. I don't even think he won a first place in the Arnold. But second and third, and he ended up went, went, uh, winning the whole entire uh, that's like
0: That's like Lisey's whenever he won Worlds. Yep. He he didn't dominate. He actually just stayed towards the top, and it was a form-based thing. And that's something that our group here on the show have been really focused on. And Daniel's had great success with it. Dakota's had great success with it. I, I've had great success with it. my powerlifting. Is form above weight is everything. Because when you get in there in a competition setting, the one whose form is consistently perfect or close to perfect is going to stay the same. If, you're, if your form's the same when you're first rep and your very last rep, even when you're giving 110% on that failing rep, you're going to do better, and you're going to sustain less injuries, and you're going to be more consistent than the person
1: whose form is terrible. And, and then you ask, "What's perfect form? What's perfect form on pulling a truck?"
0: Well, there are look, there are different techniques. You know, I think for me, any lift, any movement you do is maintaining a neutral spine, making sure that your intra-abdominal pressure is enough that your spine is not you don't want to put anything at risk so maintaining a neutral spine a neutral head position and making sure you're using equal force from all parts of your body if you're pressing something press equally from both sides so there's not an imbalance mm-hmm. If you're squatting squat evenly where there's not an imbalance anything you do do it evenly with the power and weight is distributed as even as possible and keep a neutral spine and typically embrace your core and make sure that you're breathing throughout
2: typically you won't that, have an issue that's one of the biggest problems with a lot of these guys especially a bunch of these newer guys coming in as strong man they don't really know how to brace their core and every lift that you do you you people call they call bull crap on it but you really need to work on your ab your 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 abs and bracing because i mean that's really what makes up probably 85% of oh, the
0: lift 100% you know your core strength doesn't come from ab workouts no, your no. core strength take that belt off Yep. Mm-hmm. drop the weights and when you're squatting go lighter. do something you can do without a belt do something you can do for full depth do pause reps you know on overhead press we do a lot of cleaning press uh, and i'm going to tell you something nothing has built my core more and i've seen a lot of growth out of you dakota yeah and it's not just stuff growing out of my head no it's nothing as far as core growth has helped more than take that belt off there and overhead press because your body, your entire body is shaking and quaking and you want to lean back. You want to bobble. If you can hold firm and you can maintain a neutral spine, you can build a stable base for that press. Even when you're failing up top, your body is stable. Your core is where it needs to be. Um, and truthfully, no, no amount of crunches, leg raises, um, scissor kicks, anything like that can help you as much as just taking that belt off, dropping the weight. Doing compound movements. and Doing compound movements. You leave your leave your pride at the door, really and truly. I, I think, heck, this week we were doing deload week. We finally finished part of our hypertrophy block and we were doing our deload week, and I did 315 for two sets of eight on squat. Nothing. But that was, I've never been more proud than I was at two sets of eight because without a belt on my core never gave. It was like I was body weight squatting. Now my legs, I could feel on that eighth rep every time I was like, man, I said eight reps, but my core, my bracing and the back, the how my core felt was no different than if I had just squat it without a bar on my back. And that told me, I mean, even when I was heavier, when I was up around three hundreds and lifting much heavier, you know, I couldn't have done three fifteen for eight reps without my core giving out. I think, I think y'all agree with me. Core works everything; and it doesn't come from from abs stuff.
1: I, I, I agree. It's a good bit of it. So, I don't think it's everything,
2: but I, I believe it's a good part. Of, it's a good chunk of the change up in there. Yeah. So basically, what I do when I'm when I'm when I'm in the gym and I'm doing my, I usually do four four sets, maybe sometimes five sets or whatever, anywhere from twenty to to five reps or whatever. But my first, usually my first three sets I'm going beltless I'm not going to have any assistance then I like to add more weight onto my last set and, and then I'll, I'll put the belt on or whatever like that that's that's what I found is best for me
0: it's been so I try to avoid I will do I always for knee sleeves just because of that second quad tear I, I have issues but other than that I try not to do any wrist wraps any belts until I get in that 80 to 85% of my max yeah, range. So really, awesome. now when I get into my peak, every everything from warm-up until my highest reps and all drop sets, I wear full gear. Whatever I'll be wearing at comp during the peak that last month, getting used to my gear under heavy weights. But, you know, as far as, like right now we're in hypertrophy block, most of our work's beltless without any gear because it isn't so much the weight as it is building your base. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you throw on the gear and you – Really, same thing with strength block. You know, you throw on a belt during strength block, whatever. Elbow sleeves and you get in that peak. You know, you can't train with full gear because you're you're losing out. You're losing out on your core work. You're losing out on your stabilizers. You're losing so much. People think that it's lifting more weight. No, it's lifting better. Yeah. I'd rather lift 20 pounds less on my press or on my squat than do it without gear and build a better base than lift more of my gear than when I get there at comp. Be weaker, you know. It's I'd rather have a stronger base and my throwing that gear hit it harder. And that's why you're a power lifter.
1: And like 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 you, <laughs> you, it's a, that's a strong man, they're, they're totally opposite.
0: Now we'll it's see you in April. I'm about to come in there and uh, kick y'all's tails. Well, you're
1: we'll not see. gonna be kicking mine because you don't want to get fat.
2: And You've like got me. a lot of a lot of work to do because I've seen some of the heavyweights and man, you got some good competition. They ain't got
1: nothing on me. I tell you now, if you listen to my podcast
2: and you're competing in April, what, you uh, better
1: watch out. It's the
2: on the Zodiac on the zodiac. It's the year of the catfish, baby. I'm telling you. Well, Jake, we got to watch out, though. We have two guys that are really, really strong. One of them's got to cut weight, and hopefully he has a an hernia, and hopefully it gets better. Uh, uh, Brad, uh, he's really, really good. And then we have, uh, I call him the black horse, man. He's His deadlift is insane, in my opinion, man. Who's uh, that? Lee.
0: Lee, Brad, I know both of you. I want you to know I'm kicking both your asses to this competition. <laughs>
2: well, I'm gonna tell you for his body weight and the amount that he can deadlift. Oh, he's very impressive,
0: impressive. And I was impressed even at the powerlifting. He, he,
2: he, his. I think that was his second competition doing strongman, and he, he went straight to the open uh, lightweights, which is 200 and under, and he placed second. He really could have got first. There's some there's some events he could have done better in.
1: I tell you what, I give Lee some advice right now, Lee, if you're listening, stop chasing the women, lift more <laughs> weights.
2: And guarantee
1: you will be top of your class. Yeah.
2: I, he, honestly, I can see in the future if he sticks with it, he can he can be competing in the higher stages. He
0: could. He's just physically. I mean, some people. I will tell you, nobody at this table has the recording this podcast right now has just a shitload of natural athleticism. We've had yeah. to work for everything we've had. Lee Stampley is is a freaking nature. That man. Genetic-wise, he's blessed. He is, you know, and not to mention, he he just has that dedication. He's really, between his work ethic and then just his natural capabilities, I think really and truly with the proper coaching, the sky is the limit for his abilities. Yeah. Brad, you're old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Don't come. That, if y'all don't know Brad, this man has arms the size of my legs. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want him to come looking <laughs> for me. I'm, he
2: might. Yeah. He might be just five foot tall, but he is he pretty big. Man. He's stout now, Brad. We, we love you, buddy. We want you on
0: the podcast soon. I'm, my feelings are a little hurt. You haven't been on already. But, look, shifting gears. Um, I do want to talk about our training for Red Brick Rumble. Dakota and I are presently. Like we've already talked about, we're in our hypertrophy block. We're on a deload week this week. Um, Sunday we'll start back with our heavier squats. Last week we did eight rep maxes on the series. Oh my goodness! It was torture. It It was was so bad. The squats we did an eight rep max on squat followed by was it four or five drop sets of eight? It was four drop sets of eight. And my body hurt. Mine did too. For, I mean, it literally took me until yesterday. I mean, it took over a week for
1: my body to quit hurting. But you know what? I was really proud of myself. You did really good. You did 405 for eight. For eight. And then the drop set of 355, you were doing the same. Yeah. So
0: that is one thing. Uh, Dakota squat, his box squat was always strong, but his free weight squat was terrible. And he wasn't trusting himself. And so what we've done, he was poking fun at me and my lack of endurance. When um, we started this hypertrophy block, <laughs> and I forced him to do my weight. And what we found is his strength is actually more than he thought it was. And it was more of a neurological thing. He was afraid of the weight.
2: That it, might be my problem, too. I'm going to have to start training with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's one thing, you know, you, mentally, if you think you're going to fail, you'll fail. And we found his limits are, he thought his squat max was 100 plus pounds less than mine. No, Dakota's about a 500 pound squatter. Um, you know, and we thought he was like four fifty five, and he's about a five hundred pound squatter. And the difference was that he had somebody to push him, and, yeah. and, and you know, to believe in him. And I think, really and truly, hold my hand, hold your me. hand a little bit, get, force you to do. And yeah. you know, he did four hundred five for eight, whereas leading into the last comp, he never did four hundred five for more than two reps. No, never. And he had more of the tank. That's, and you know. And to give you perspective, I did 425 for eight. I had maybe two or three left in the tank. So there was, there's not a hundred pounds in between our lifts. There's 20. In reality, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds max between us. And you know, all it took was was just believing in yourself. And, and i finger in my butt. The the squat plug in <laughs> um, on bench. I was pretty pretty pleased. I did 315 for mine. I feel like I could have done more, had a little more in the tank. Um, I'll be honest, my bench, I never – high reps, past five reps, my bench is terrible. Um, I'm in the low fours right now. My strength's kind of fell off. I'm losing weight. I've been floating, you know, mid-240s at night, low-240s in the morning. Um, I'm still – my lower body strength, my back strength still up. My press, my overhead press is getting better, but my bench is kind of falling off. Um, as long as I can maintain over 400, I don't mind. Dakota, I was impressed with yours. Um, was it, what did you do? Was it 285,
1: 295? It, it was about 289. I mean, uh, 295 or 285. I think it was about more. I want to say more 285.
0: Yeah, that's right. We did 285 just to play it safe, and you, you did very well. Um, so, you know, and that's something else I'm proud of. When we started, you could hardly bench 225, and now you've done 285 for six, and you have more in the tank. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of growth in a short amount now, of time. Now we just got to get my overhead. Well, and that that is something. Daniel has seen our overhead training. Yeah. So deload d Weeks this week, and we walked in. There is a bar. Somebody had been doing rows or deadlifts or something, and there was this bar. Loaded with 195 pounds. It was a Bella bar, so it was a 35-pound bar instead of 45. Loaded with that. We walked up, no warm-up. And we were supposed to do, what was it, two sets of five? It's <clears> the <throat> so Two sets of five with the dumbbell overhead press, do like the 80s. And I said, Dakota. <laughs> I said, I'm getting all fired up and frisky. Let's. I see this, and I'm getting excited. I'm like, well, let's just said warm-up. No,
1: no, you don't need to warm-up.
0: Two sets, strict press, 195. Well, well, one of us did two sets. One of,
1: now, I did go up in there, and I did strict press the 195 for about two to three times. Two times. Well, two I'll times. say this.
2: He tried to get me to do it. Well, I know for a fact my max on strict just doing a straight strict press is 175 right now. I'd I try to give it, but I couldn't. He wouldn't let me use no leg drive. And leg drive, I'm, I'm in the upper 200s with a leg
0: drive. Now, I will say, though, First time you tried to clean it, you failed. But what do we do? We tighten up
2: up the back. Which I think that's a lot to do with my deadlift and and my squat. Is I'm not really tightening up my back. That core. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not using the core like I need to.
0: And but you know, we were talking about that earlier. Everything kind of circles back to a breakdown in form. So often is a breakdown the core. Well, guys, I tell you, let's. We've kind of got past all the technical stuff in the episode. I want to get to the fun part, Neil. Neil Knight, this episode, my friend, is dedicated to you. This is the eggnog special. Mm-hmm. Daniel, what kind of eggnog and what kind of bourbon are you sipping on? Bourbon brought to you by JD Hams Bar and Grill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm on uh, the bourbon that I'm using right now is a, the uh, Elijah Craig, the small batch, 1789, and it, it's it's uh, 94 proof. Oh, it's pretty good. What, what's the uh, eggnog that I use? I use one of the Southern Comfort.
0: Original. Oh yeah, this is. A, we, so we just went to Walmart and grabbed three. There's three of us. We grabbed three eggnogs. Yours is a Southern Comfort original.
2: Okay, original.
0: Well, how are you rate it on the scale of one to ten? Ten <sighs> being just off the chain, and one being dog piss. Oh,
2: we'll go. We'll go with a a, a five point five. I'm not a big fan of eggnog myself. It's it's just really thick. It, it's, it's heavy. Yeah
0: but now hold up let's try it what would you rate it with the bourbon what would you rate it without the bourbon
2: okay with the bourbon we're, we're looking at we're looking at a solid eight without the bourbon we're looking at like a like a three <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did use good bourbon though <laughs> yeah we use really good bourbon no bad bourbon in this house dakota tell us your bourbon. well you've tried it with two
1: bourbons i have uh i was drinking that that in it was the uh vanilla vanilla vanilla
2: spice spice. that one's actually a little bit better than the original it it, it, is it's really good Uh, i drank
1: that two times well three times now let me get my number straight with uh, two times with the rebel 100 which i tell you what i give that a solid score i give it give it about six sweaty guys (laughs) and then i had the lodge of craig with it and i'll give that about a
2: that's gonna be about a false way to get Yeah, it. we are saying that, right, Elijah Craig. Yeah,
0: Elijah okay. Craig. You know, I I will say I'm not surprised you prefer the Rebel. The Rebel for so Elijah Craig is a sipping whiskey. The Rebel, it is cheap. It's a good little wheat at bourbon. I mean, for the price point, it's great and hundred proof. It's smoother to be when mixing. When you're mixing, it blends more seamlessly than other things. And and by the way, for our listeners, traditionally you mix eggnog with brandy. Um, My favorite way to mix eggnog. We left her at the house. Yeah, my brandy. You're a fine girl. (laughs) What a good wife you would be. No, so traditionally, you mix eggnog with brandy. Um, I've always everybody at the table prefers eggnog with um, spiced rum. Neil, because this episode is dedicated to you, you told us to mix it with bourbon, and brother, we mix it with bourbon. (laughs) We did. Neil, you're a freak. I don't
1: know how you (laughs) drink this. I tell you what, Neil, you'd be really happy to be up here and watch me drink it. It's all up in my mustache and everything. (laughs) It uh, looks like a wild Friday night. We are
0: thinking of you, my friend. All right, now, Dakota, you're rating with the bourbon, and you're rating without the bourbon for the egg.
1: Well, without the bourbon... I'm going to give it a high score than what he did because I like just plain eggnog. i was going to give it nine sweaty guys. With with the bourbon, I give it about 7.5 sweaty guys. You prefer the nog. Which it, I, it doesn't I, I really do.
2: surprise me. He is a mixed, a mixed drink guy. I like dr- drinking mine straight. Any liquor that I have, I like drinking it straight.
0: Well, it's just so heavy. Yeah. Uh, so I had the Prairie Farms, and the reason I got that one, I abhor – high fructose corn syrup
1: that one actually had whey protein in it it, had whey protein in it (laughs) bodybuilder approved
0: bodybuilder approved um yeah high fructose corn syrup is the main ingredient so many ones you see and for anybody that's a gout patient such as myself body just doesn't handle uric acid it ain't just an old people thing it ain't just a fat people thing um High fructose corn syrup is on my triggers. I can have it now. I take medicine every day to where I can have it. But that's one thing that I just cut from my diet for my well being. I try to avoid. So I sampled both of theirs, but I stuck with the other. Um, I will honestly say without the alcohol, the Prairie Farms was like a two <laughs> because theirs tasted so much better yeah. with that damn high fructose corn syrup in it. It was great. And the spice from the vanilla one was great. Um, but when I added the – I had mine with Baker's, Mark, which is – if anybody knows me, I love Baker's. It's just kind of my standard, that um, or scotch. Um, I mixed mine with Baker's. It bumped it up to about a five-and-a-half for me. We put a little cinnamon on top, though. That blew it out. That was my – It put me on an eight. That, that was solid.
1: That's That was my idea because, you know, I'm the professional alcohol. Now, hold on. What what did what did the cinnamon put yours at? The cinnamon It's about the same
2: with cinnamon to me. What about you? Cinnamon, man, it really it really raised the taste up on it. I'm gonna say it probably added another point or two. Too. See, my
1: mustache caught just about all the cinnamon I've been drinking out of there.
0: Yeah, if you can see, it's like it's of, like a broom. If you can see the coat, of his eyes are slightly red from breathing cinnamon this whole night. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> he was doing that cinnamon challenge. It, it feels like I
1: have been up my nose about like the time I snort at BC powder. Best for another <laughs> podcast.
0: It is, well, guys. I think we've about reached the end of our time tonight. Um, we've had a lot of fun. Daniel, thanks for being an old man. Neil, thanks for the idea for the eggnog challenge. I think you are a freak of nature. Something is wrong with you wanting to drink your eggnog. Don't worry, bourbon. Neil.
1: I love you, dude. You're my best
0: friend. We look. We want you on the podcast, man. I'll, quit being a nerd. We,
2: I mean, uh, hopefully, we're gonna. I'm gonna be able to do more of these with y'all. We're gonna try working the Zoom out. See if we can get get it on the Zoom calls or whatever.
0: So when Thomas came on, we had a really good chance with the um, with this app that we use for recording. He actually, it all came through pretty clear. And I know you have a microphone set up, so wherever you are, we can have you in. Um, we do plan Daniel and you being a pretty regular fixture on our yeah. show. Obviously, you're you're part of the crew. You're Dakota's yeah. twin brother. You're a good friend of mine. We try to be around each other when you're home as much as we can. So um, we look forward to having you on here, guys. Merry Christmas, and as always, stay Stay strong strong and eat hard. (laughs) Always eat harder, not smarter. (laughs)